Hello, and welcome to The Vinyl Floor. I'm Christian. I'm Randy. Randy, how are you? You know, it's a uh, big week. We, uh, like we said, we were a couple weeks behind uh, in real time, but um, we got aliens, Christian. We do. We do. And honestly, Randy, I got to let you know something. Yeah. You uh, you have jumped up in my my friendship ranking. Hell yeah! Because you you reached out to me about these aliens, <laughs> just inherently knowing that I was also paying attention. I yeah. mean, I did post on Twitter, but just you knew the conversation was ready to happen for sure. And nobody else did. Huh? Nobody else did. You and I talked about the aliens. I reached out to people. Yeah. <laughs> nobody was reaching out to me except Randy. The same, actually. I. I- I found that it seems like not a lot of people care care or seem to be weirded <laughs> out by it. But apparently it's, there was a very large It's all I'm thinking about fight and conversation for them to even get to like the house for them to yeah. actually like go under oath because like, you know, people will allow them to say whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not under oath, but why would you put yourself under oath to lie about things? Exactly. You know? Yep. Yep. <sighs> And uh, the other side of this is everyone that's saying this is just a distraction. And that's pissing me off. Because I'm like, if it was a distraction, it would be working. And it's not working because nobody gives a shit. What is it distracting? Yeah. There's plenty to distract from. This ain't it. (laughs) This ain't it, y'all. They said aliens are real, man. (laughs) Blink-182, aliens exist. You you did hear Tom DeLonge's voice, or voice, his uh, name was mentioned (laughs) in that hearing. Like early on, like five, ten minutes in. Uh, uh, Hannah, we started, uh, she didn't watch any of it. And I showed her, I was like, oh, no, the whole hearing's like on YouTube. You can rewatch yeah. it. And we got like 20 minutes in and she's like, I need to go do something, but we need to watch this. And I was like, I'll watch it again. Like it was <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking crazy. <laughs> the whole, oh, my God. We could do a whole episode. Just I don't know anything about ufology or whatever. Yeah. But just how excited I am that this shit's real. Yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah, I was very taken by all the, you know, all the House of Reps or whatever, the officials, their candor with it and their like sense of humor. Yes. was like really interesting. It was fascinating. And how bipartisan it was, like yeah. having Matt Gates and AOC both just asking same questions about aliens. Yeah. It's it's wild to see. It's yeah. truly. So like, who knows? By the time this drops, maybe we'll have another hearing or maybe we'll uh We'll see some we, biologics. Maybe we'll get blown up. Maybe we'll get independent. Or that. Independence yeah. Day. What's what's a more intense alien movie than Independence Day? I'm not asking that as name a more intense movie than Independence Day. <laughs> Saying that's the best. But like other than like alien, is there yeah. like a big destruction alien movie that's like good? District nine. Sure. That kind of counts, I guess. District nine. War of the Worlds? I don't know. Tom Cruise. Is that one? Yeah. Tom Cruise, I guess. I know more of the Orson Welles War of the Worlds than I do the uh, you would Tom Randy. Cruise. I'm just gonna call you movie. I learned about that in school in community college. We were just talking oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, my yeah, uh, yeah cool. broadcast communication arts degree that I use for recreation and not for jobs. Yeah, his broadcast communication arts degree. Yeah, is yeah. was more uh, hands on and beneficial than it sounds like my fucking full-on film degree from a uh, university. Might be a little bit, but I also say that most of the stuff that I've learned, I probably learned much more just by doing it a million times and I mean, that's figuring fair. out what works and what doesn't work, you know. 
Do you stand by any of the short films that you made? Not really, no. I don't think I even have access to them on any drives or anything. I don't um, think I have access to them. They're all very collaborative, and I don't, I'm not the greatest in collaboration Heard. with things like that. I'd like to, you know, kind of have more control, I guess, over uh, things. And a lot of times we weren't actually, like, I wouldn't be the one shooting stuff or that, like, came up with the idea, but then we would, like, uh, say you had, like, a team of five, like, you'd all be given, like, footage and stuff but you would all like make a different yes. edit of it yeah and you know i i preferred my edit of a couple things but i got vetoed now and then i assume yeah i mean i think we showed all of them from what i can remember gotcha and uh I, you know i don't think it was a competition or anything but just kind of like a what it wasn't an a competition? exercise to see how could how... you learn <laughs> if it's not a competition exactly but yeah fun stuff yeah that is fun I, I, I think that I miss those days sometimes. And then I'm just like, I was stressed a lot. Yeah. College is stressful. (laughs) It is fun though. It's a good time. Uh, there's no segue into this other than I guess the hopelessness that you can feel, uh, from, (laughs) it was was worth a shot that you can feel from having too many exams or something like that. Maybe a girl (laughs) left you for another chap. Uh, but (laughs) Uh, We are talking about uh, another handful of albums, and today we are starting off with a 2016 album that was released via Secretly Canadian, and it is titled Hopelessness by Anoni. Randy, did you have any uh, knowledge of this prior to uh, sitting down and listening? Absolutely none. I uh, am a fan of the label Secretly Canadian and several artists on there, though. I I just realized this was on that label. Yeah, it's uh that label's great. Um Songs yeah. Ohio or Magnolia Electric Company, all of that stuff and uh hundreds of other <laughs> phenomenal yeah. bands I couldn't couldn't even begin. Uh so right off the bat, we know we know and love our Randall and understand that Randy has uh uh not the biggest palette for an odd vocal. <laughs> So Randy, with with that being known, how did you feel about Anoni Hopelessness? Uh overall the album was pretty cool. It's very uh sort of haunting, like the tones mm-hmm. and the synths and yeah. you know, the vocals or it's kind of uh depressing and political and all that. And uh the vocals, I would say for me, probably worked sixty forty. Okay, okay. That's fair. So not bad. Yeah. I would say for me, uh, I, I really enjoy this album. I bought this blindly um, mm-hmm. in from the U section at Criminal actually this year. Nice. Um, uh, like a few months back. Because uh, it was really cheap and I'd heard of it and I'd seen the cover and I believe I had heard the opening track, Drone Bomb Me. Okay. Um, very good track, by the way. It sounded familiar when I ended up putting on the record um, when I got it home. But the artwork is what like was like burned into my brain. I just remembered seeing it a lot when it came out for some reason. Yeah. So that's why I picked it up. And uh, I really enjoy this album. I just find the sum of what she's trying to get across can be lyrically clunky. Yeah. And not 
in a way that I can look past sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to, there's only like, I think there's only one song that I'm really just like, eh, I, I don't, I don't really fuck with this. Yeah. Uh, it's Obama. Is, okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's that song. I don't really care for that one, but yeah. uh, a lot of these others are really good. And like you said, I'm glad that we are in agreement on the haunting kind of, this album is really heavy. It uh, is, yeah. It's very bleak. It's very sorrowful. It's, um, yeah, it's 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 heavy. It's mournful. Uh, I mean, from the opening track, Drone Bomb Me, you kind of get a feel of what's going on. Um, uh, I believe it's the biggest song from the album, too. I think it's like the, the, sing, like the main single mm-hmm. from it. Um, and it is one of the best on the album. Um, like when this, when the first real chorus, the first real drone bomb me kicks in, cause it opens with the chorus a little softer and then there's a oh, the yeah, verse yeah. and the music kind of changes and drone bomb me comes in. Like that gives me chills. Like every time mm-hmm. it's so fucking powerful. Um, there's a, uh, quote about this song, um, from Anoni that says, it's a love song from the perspective of a girl in Afghanistan, say a nine-year-old girl whose family has been killed by a drone bomb. She's kind of looking, looking up at the sky and she's gotten herself to a place where she just wants to be killed by a drone bomb too. Yeah. And that's kind of what we're dealing with for the whole album. Yeah, and it's not the only song that has Deals to do with drones. With, yeah. Yeah. And this did come out in 2016, I said. Um, yeah. So this is after... The Obama presidency, the start of the Trump presidency. Yep. And it makes sense. Like that that song, Obama, I'm not upset about the, I'm not upset about anything, but uh, I don't take issue with the content of what she's saying, like her point in it. I just think it's too clunky. (laughs) It's too on the nose for me to digest it easily. Um, even if it had a different album or a song title, maybe it could maybe, be, it, yeah. it could seem a little more shrouded in. Cause like criticize, nuance. criticize Obama forever. Like criticize all presidents forever. Yeah. They deserve it. They, you can't be a president and, a, and not, you're a president and a war criminal. They're hand in hand. Yeah. In my opinion, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak for Randy <laughs> necessarily, but that's my Agree. opinion. Okay. Randy agrees. <clears throat> You just can't. That's just, that's part of the job. And uh, I'm not saying that's a good thing. And Anoni is pointing that out over and over on this album. The, you promised all of these things and nothing changed. And now we're in an even worse situation type of deal. And uh, I'm all about it. I get it. And I agree. Just Obama. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) It ain't it. Been a while since I heard that one. It's 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 a good joke. It's pretty good. <laughs> hey, it did make you laugh. Um, the next track that I want to highlight is, uh, I believe, also just the next track is Four Degrees. I absolutely love the vocal of this song. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Arthur Russell? Sounds familiar, but no. Cool. Um, very curious if you would dig his stuff a ton. He is like an exper- He's an experimental. Uh, art e musician. He is long since passed. I believe he died in the nineties. Um, he uh, is a cellist, okay. and it was a lot of like experimental with like reverb and different pedals and stuff. And he did Sick. vocals, and his vocal cadence and style of singing 
the song Four Degrees very much tweaked my, oh, this sounds like Arthur Russell oh, cool. type track. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very about that. Arthur Russell, uh, one of his songs, uh, A Little Lost, is uh, one of Hannah and I's songs. It's, oh, a, nice. it's a beautiful love song. Um, the next one is, uh, oh, did you have anything to say for four degrees specifically? Um, no, not really. Just the lyrical content, I guess, is kind of just about global warming and feeling yep. like, you know, you're obviously just going to be a part of it no matter kind of, no matter what, know, yeah. no matter what you do. Yeah. So long as you're living, so long as you're alive, here I am. That's yeah. a lyric by the used. <laughs> nice. I, I'm hearing it in my head now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's from, uh, the taste of ink. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm very, very glad that was evocative enough to put it in your head. Um, yeah. So on four degrees going off of what Randy said, uh, and Oni said, I've grown tired of grieving for humanity. And I also thought I was not being entirely honest by pretending that I'm not part of the problem. Four degrees is kind of a brutal attempt to hold myself accountable, not just valorize my intentions, but also reflect on the true impact of my behaviors. Yeah. This is an incredibly self-reflective, reflective album. It's a very angry album, but I think it's more, this is a more I'm disappointed album rather than yeah, I can see that. anger. Uh, she does have a new one out this year and she returned to her band. So it, oh, now cool. it's Anoni and the Johnsons and that ah. was her old band. Um, uh, and I have not listened to it yet, but I, the lead single is kind of, more of this style of vocal, but with more um, uh, varied instrumentation now. Cool. So I think, I think I'm really going to dig it. Um, <clears throat> the next one is Watch Me, uh, which is straight up in talking about the NSA and government spying on you. Like, watch yeah. me, watch me, daddy, daddy, watch me. <laughs> it's, I actually like that one quite a bit. Yeah. I think the lyrics, those very on the nose lyrics are... They work super well. Like, watch me watching pornography. Watch me, daddy. Yeah. yeah it's good stuff. That's yeah, catchy. Oh, it is very catchy. Um, execution on here is about the death penalty. Um, I believe, I don't know if this is a quote or if I wrote, no, this is, I, I wrote this. <laughs> uh, it's about the death penalty and how uh, we're no different than the places we say are worse off. Because it keeps, this one... Um, like the Saudis mm-hmm. and the Chinese. North yeah. 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 Um, so it's talking about like executions and whatnot and how we as Americans think we're above these less civilized, these like perpet- or, uh, 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 violators of human rights. But we do the exact same shit, if not even fucking worse than yeah. a lot of these places on a mass scale. And that's what execution's about. I really love uh, how she sings It's the American Dream, that line in particular mm-hmm. in the song. It really scratches something deep in the brain for me. Um, I wanted to point out also the song I Don't Love You Anymore uh, because I don't... I read on Genius that this was likely a more personal song about yeah. somebody, and I disagree. I uh, feel this is unlikely a personal track and it is more about like, I don't love you anymore to everything that she's talking about to America, to yeah the communities that are allowing things to crumble around them, things, things of that nature. That's the, I don't love you anymore. That's what I pick up just based on the themes of the rest of the album. It would feel a bit out of place to just have a very pointed 
toward yeah. like an ex-lover or family member or something song on That makes here. sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Genius is full of shit all the time <laughs> anyway, so don't don't ever listen to them. True. It reminds me of a uh, my old band Troubled Coast. We had a EP called I've Been Thinking About Leaving You, Ooh. which sounds like a breakup album. Yeah. But I think all of us in the band previously or were currently uh, struggling with faith and stuff like that. So yep. it was there. You go. It was big, sort of a connection. I'm, th- there. I'm thinking of ending things. Sure. Yeah. Right, Very bleak movie. Your life great, or though. the relationship or uh, the movie is so much better than the book. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read the book. Uh, I can lend it to you cool. if you want. It's very short. It's a very quick read. Nice. Um, I've been reading a lot of like, and by a lot, I mean like three, uh, lower than 200 page book novellas, I guess. That's nice. This yeah. is a little over 200, but I think it's under three. That's not bad. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's, I read it in two sittings. Um, the book isn't bad. It's just the movie, the movie is way longer than the, than the book. <laughs> And yeah. I feel like what the movie conveys is what the book was trying. I don't know. It's fucking huh. Charlie Kaufman. So it's going to be better in my opinion. He's yeah, just the agreed. best. Um, then we get to Obama. Thanks, Obama. Not, a, not great. Hey, he laughs again. And it is a good joke. And uh, it's, yeah, angry at Obama for his lies and his crimes. And it's my least favorite song on the album. I don't like it. Yeah. 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 The lyrics in all this stuff is, like, is it very sort of in your face? Yeah. But the music isn't necessarily the music yeah, has yeah, yeah. yeah like i said is a lot of very haunting just like kind of like, like a bed stuff yeah yeah there's a bedding uh it, i think the next track violent men is a little more showy it's gets like kind of glitchy yeah. production um yeah there's almost some like track. eight bit or like yeah video game e music sort of like influence exactly like. yeah um so that one's cool. That one definitely stood out because it's it's not like orchestral, but it kind of feels that way. It's very slow. It's very, um, I mean, there's hooks though. I mean, there yeah. is there is it's it's catchy. Uh, the next song in particular is one of them. The Why'd You Separate Me from the Earth? Um, really love this one. Yeah, yeah, same. It's a very good one. Her vocal performances are wild, and I guess her voice isn't like that strange. It's just how she uses it is a little strange sometimes. Sure, just yeah, her yeah. her flow. So I get, thinking on it more as we're talking, it's not as surprising that you were. Yeah, mostly it's more of the cool like with her stuff. The times where she goes like really in the like lower register stuff. Oh, that sounds interesting. Kind of, cool. I don't know. Just doesn't That's what, work yeah. as much for me as some of the more like traditionally like well-sung yeah, yeah, sections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I love the weird low stuff. So yeah. that, that checks out. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, Why'd You Separate Me From The Earth is great. Uh, it's, it's a song, again, about global warming and like how we destroyed the earth. And it's like a desire to go back to the, like before being born mm-hmm. is what I pulled from it. So, because, yeah, Why'd You Separate Me From The Earth? Why did you let me be born? I was good. I was good. <laughs> And I, I feel that. I was good. Yeah. What the hell? <clears throat> God damn. From here, uh, we do have another handful of good tracks, but did you have any that you wanted to highlight in particular? Uh, no, pretty much had all the same ones that you did uh, as cool. sort of standouts. Cool. Uh, I do have a couple notes, though. Um, I will finish those up. Um, Crisis is another standout for me. I wouldn't put it in my top, but I do enjoy it quite a bit. And it's uh, mostly because of the lyrics. It's the perspective of the places that the U.S. has bombed. 
So it's it's just an interesting mm-hmm. song to sit with. Uh, the title track is uh, notable because this came out in 2016, and it's from the perspective or for, through the metaphor of like a plague, a virus. And then we had our plague virus. <clears throat> Uh, and that's that's kind of it. That's kind of the notes that I've got for it. The last track I think is called Marrow, which is a good song. Um, from Genius, this is not a direct quote. This is just what they wrote, and I thought it kind of worked a little bit, so I'm going to quote it. It is, in this chilling, distorted song, Anoni allegorizes the earth as a cancerous woman's body being explo- uh, exploited and abused by humanity's Americanized capitalist nation notions and culture. Which, yeah, kind of checks out. That's the record. Fuck America. <laughs> yeah. America, fuck no. Nice. Not Team America. No, Team Un-America. Nice. In. Franco Un-American. That's no way to go. Franco Un-America. Yeah, who is that? We fuck with no effects in this house. Okay, yeah, yeah, We yeah, both fuck right. with no effects in War this on Errorism. I think War on Errorism is probably my favorite no effects album. I think that was the last one I listened to. The two, the two after it are really good. Wolf, uh, Wolves and Wolves Clothing, and uh, the CD version is called Coaster. The vinyl version is called Frisbee. That's right. Yeah, is the yeah, one yeah. after, and then they had like two or three that I didn't like, and then they put out First Ditch Effort, and that one fucking rules. Huh. And then they've put out two or three that I don't care about. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, uh, yeah, everything, but everything. The two after everything, Coaster and back is like prime no effects huh. yeah i don't know why why do i like why do we like them so much just because they're fun i guess yeah i mean they're i fast, started hearing them on like punkarama compilations when i was like a teen you know and yeah for sure it's kind of funny it was kind of edgy you know his lyrics are very edgelordy that's at times true. and especially their older stuff yeah that's fair i heard them i think for the first time on some video game soundtracks that had to be Sounds about right, yeah. I don't know. There's no way they weren't in Tony Hawk. There's no fucking way. Yeah, I mean, I can't recall, but I can't it would recall make sense specific, for them to be on yeah. it, yeah. Anyway, Anoni, Hopelessness. Uh, Randy, anything from here that you added to your playlist? Anything that you were going to revisit? Uh, yeah, just... Uh, Drone Why did you separate me from the Surf? Oh, word, nice. Um, Marrow, I really liked, too. Cool. It is and, a great, uh, yeah, great all ending. Of, all of their album covers are very haunting as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, I need to check out check out some more. The I would say go for the new one. I think that would probably be the best representation of kind of their old band sound and what they're doing now. Cool. That first single that I heard was really good, but I think the whole album's out now, so I need to check it out. And then next, we are jumping to uh, an album that I... I realized that I thought I was more familiar with this album than I was, but I was more, I'm more familiar with certain tracks from this album. Um, and I also kind of was worried that it could have been a little bit of a slog because of it being depressing. So (laughs) depressing. Yeah. And it had more upbeat moments than I remembered, which I was happy about. Yeah. But you may, disagree <laughs> we are talking about uh 2009's released via french kiss record uh or just french kiss i believe uh the antlers album hospice randy were you 
familiar with the Antlers. Not at all, no. They have a lot of albums. I saw that, yeah. This is the only one that I'm super familiar with. Okay. Um, And more so familiar with now than I thought I was. Yeah. Uh, did you look into anything about this album's story, anything like that? Not really, no. I will uh, admit I did a very surface level listening to that this album. Fair. I, fair. for whatever reason, saved the first two records of this week. Oh, for last? For last, which uh, was this morning. And okay. the previous album was already kind of heavy. And you know, like I said, it's <laughs> very melancholy and sort of haunting sounding. I and then said, I went straight into this one. Which is the same. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to... Uh, uh, double this up. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I, I skipped through a couple things <laughs> That's here and fair. there, but that I think is, I got a, uh, I don't know, That's a, gonna a happen bird's eye view. Then. That's got to happen every now and then. This I did write in my notes is tonally similar to Anoni's record. And uh, they're both in this one is more emotionally heavy. Sure. For sure. Um, So to give you a quote, this is from the Wikipedia. So you can look it up if you want to. (laughs) Set in New York City's Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, which the second track is named after. Hospice tells the story of a relationship between a hospice worker and a female patient suffering from terminal bone cancer, their ensuing romance, and their slow downward spiral as a result of the woman's traumas, fears, and disease. The story of her deterioration also serves as a metaphor for an abusive relationship. Frontman Peter Silberman has been reluctant to divulge explicit details regarding the meaning of the record and the extent to which it is autobiographical. Hmm. So. It's a story of a woman dying of cancer and her taking out everything on her hospice caretaker. And it's a mask for a emotionally abusive relationship that he was in. And when I found this album, uh, I was in a situation, my inner relationship that was not healthy at all. So this album kicked my ass. Yeah. It's very good in my opinion, but it's a little long. Uh, and very slow. Sure. Yeah, it yeah. is very slow. Um, but it did uh, impact me quite a bit on this listen in a way that uh, I was pleased by. Because, again, I was a little worried that I was going to be a, a little too sleepy and, like, very not into it this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm I'm not in that place <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm happy to report that I did quite enjoy it. Um, did you, do you know who does uh, any of the female vocals on here? I don't. It's your girl. It's our girl, Sharon Von Etten. Oh, no way. Yep. So she sings on a uh, track. Let's see. She sings on track two, Kettering, as well as on track 13 and, uh, oh, the songs 13, two and Shiva. Okay. Yep. Huh. It's cool stuff. Uh, And she has lead on one of those songs for like a good chunk of it. Yeah, I did note too that I uh, enjoyed quite a bit. Shoot, it was probably one of hers. Probably, yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. Uh, Yeah, so Kettering is, uh, there's an opening track, but uh, Kettering is like the first, I think that's the biggest song on the album and it's really fucking heavy. Just, it's just depressing. This album is a bummer yeah. all around. This is not a casual listen album. And I also kind of wanted to walk away a little smug from it being like, nah, it's not that bad. It's not a bummer. But it is, man. 
Yeah. It's just heavy. It's so tonally. I can listen to Anoni more easily than I can listen to this. I guess I could see that. Because yeah. there's more of a groove to Anoni stuff that I can For kind sure. of bop to. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like noise adjacent ethereal stuff yeah. that kind of like, not that it drags on, but just kind of a this is non-musical f- parts almost that kind of just yeah, like yeah. evoke like, since it's called hospice, kind of like would evoke like machinery yes, or something just like in a hospital, EKGs just like these weird, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just the bleeps and bloops and all of that. Yeah. But very atmospheric and it's it's slow, it's a little folky, it's definitely indie of the time. For sure. But his vocal kind of makes that stand out a bit. Uh, yeah. It feels very distant, a lot of it. Uh, it's not as warm, which makes sense because you're in a hospital pretty mm-hmm. much for the setting of all of this. Um. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to talk myself uh, into liking this even more, too. Um, Sylvia is huge. That's like the first like big explosion of yeah. music that happens, which is very appreciated. Um, and I think it, it hits at a necessary point and works very well. Um, and it might be my standout track, but it also kind of feels very of its era. A little bit totally, in that yeah. kind of big explosion. We'll get to that with Arcade Fire soon. Um, I like quiet to loud type quiet of Quiet to loud, yeah. the big, especially like big vocal, soft vocal type yeah, deal. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm not against it. And I've written 300,000 songs that do that. <laughs> sure, same. Because <laughs> um, it's it's a tried and true formula. Yeah. But sometimes it can it cannot quite sit with me. Um, and I, this one, I'm not saying didn't, I'm just saying it's something to note mm-hmm. about it. Um, and this is where I made the note of like, damn, the production on this is kind of cold. Um, it, which is, uh, an attribute to it because it does set it apart from other stuff that was kind of doing that. Um, what were the standouts for you on here specifically? Cause I, I can go track by track, but there's no necessary need for that. Uh, also Sylvia and two were the, uh, the two that kind of stood out the most. I think, like I said, Sylvia has the first like big musical yeah, yeah, moment yeah. Um, that really stood out for me. And then two, I think I probably picked up on the vocals, but yeah. Well, two, that's funny because uh, my note for two is there are so many ve- uh, lyrics and vocals on this one. Okay. So yeah. that makes sense because he, yeah, he's, it's like paragraphs of just lyrics oh, wow. that he's, it's like a very, the vocals like kind of the main thing that's happening in that song, whereas the rest of the album's not like that. Yeah. Um, the other, the song that's sung mostly by Sharon Van Etten is uh, the track 13. And it okay. kind of does act as like more of an interlude on the album. So you may have skipped it just because it's very sleepy. Ah. Or skipped through it, I should say. Um, there are a couple uh, uh, lines here that I wanted to read. There's the song Atrophy, which opens with a crazy verse to me. <laughs> Which is, uh, you've been living a while in front of my skull making orders. You've been writing me rules, shrinking maps, and redrawing borders. I've been repeating your speeches, but the audience just doesn't follow because I'm leaving out words, punctuation, and it sounds pretty hollow. I've been living in bed because now you tell me to sleep. I've been hiding my voice and my face, and you decide when I eat. In your dreams, I'm a criminal, horrible sleeping around. While you're awake, I'm impossible, constantly letting you down. Pretty heavy. Like shit, man. That is really heavy, Randy. It's not pretty heavy. Don't tell me it's pretty heavy. It's heavy stuff. When you're in those situations, that shit's wild, man. Yeah. 
And when somebody is just flat out uh, saying it, you're going to connect with that pretty fucking hard. Um, the song Wake also has a line that I wanted to put up, uh, <clears throat> point out, which is, uh, it was easier to lock the door than to, and to kill the phones than to show my skin because the hardest thing is never to repent for someone else. It's letting people in. Word. Beautiful line. Very heavy sentiment. Uh, yeah, if you're in the mood for an album about cancer, death, <laughs> abuse, trauma, grief, um, and a nice little epilogue at the end, um, a little mostly acoustic epilogue at the end, yeah. uh, check this out. Check out Antlers Hospice. In my friend groups, this was this was a How You Doing album when somebody's listening to Hospice on sure. Spotify yeah, type yeah. thing. This was a, everybody knew this was the fucked up album. And then A Crow Looked At Me came out by Mount Erie and that got, this got replaced by that. Huh. I haven't heard that either. I love, it is a devastating album, but I can, I can listen to that more casually than I can listen to this. Hmm. Um, Even though I do think that one's sadder by definition. Do you know the microphones and Mount Erie at all? Vaguely the microphones. I was listening to the microphones last night and, uh, I genuinely had the thought of, I wonder if Randy knows them and if he does, if he's into them, because I think there's a lot there that you would like. Cool. And they have a fuck ton of music to go through. Um, I, I own a, I don't own a chunk, but I own like three or four by the microphones and like four or five by Mount Erie, which is the same guy. They're both solo projects. So okay. yeah, it doesn't, he just decided to go by Mount Erie, which was the name of a Mount, uh, microphones album. Huh. So I think microphones got too much like notoriety. So he wanted to ditch it and did Mount Erie and now he's doing microphones again. Huh. So it is what it is. Nice. <clears throat> All of that to say hospice. Um, it sounds like you didn't love it, Randy, a little, a little too. I think I would enjoy it. I think I just would need to, uh, spend time Absorb with it. it and yeah, actually yeah. feel like getting into the, uh, you know, the conceptual element and, uh, that's fair. I just wasn't in the mood to make myself depressed. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I definitely had to be like, okay, I know what this album is. I need to brace for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely one I recommend if if y'all are in a bummer mood and want some bummer tunes. Uh, <laughs> it's not really one you can like pick tracks out of super. I do think Sylvia is probably the standout. Mm-hmm. Um, one that you can do that with. Uh, there is uh there's another one that's kind of catchy. Two. Yeah. The track two is pretty catchy. Ton of lyrics um about like the history of like damage and realities of abuse. I don't know. Everything's about horrible shit on this album and it's great. So check it out. And after that, we've got a local band. Hell yeah. A local band that I think you probably I knew going in, I think Randy's gonna like this. Yeah. Did you dig it? I did a lot. Okay, cool. Uh, I had previously, I think I maybe mentioned on an episode, maybe after the episode, um, they played with the Marked Men at the Earl recently, and I thought about going, but uh, I didn't go, but I did check out two songs before that. Yeah. And was pretty into it, but now after the full listen, I'm uh, very into it. It's good shit. It's very jangly. Uh, let's Well, let's say what it is. This is uh, 2022's album uh a 2022 album released via athens georgia's arrowhawk records this is new pedal instance by arbor labor union and they're awesome 
they're great. Um, they are fronted by local tattoo artist, Bo Orr, who did my oh, cool. thing tattoo. Um, and, uh, very sweet guy. And used to be a member of legendary local grind band, uh, dead in the dirt. Nice. Uh, whose other members are now in uh, slow fire pistol. Okay. And hey, infernal them. coil respectively. Cool. So infernal coil is one of the heaviest things you'll ever hear. <laughs> They're so fucking good. Um, but this is Arbor labor union. And yeah, like I was saying, like, this is just like jangly psych. Like, I don't really know how else to say it. It's like less heavy, less Australian giz psychiness sometimes with sure. less heavy OCs psychiness sometimes. Yep. A lot of OCs style here, but yeah. less crazy vocal. Still a good vocal. Yeah. Um, but like, it's the riffs here. They're real yeah. good and you know, real jangly. Do you know the band Omni? Uh, they're also from here. Okay, I, yeah, I saw them at 529. Yeah. I listened to them previously, but yeah, yeah. Um, they, a lot of their riffs reminded me of Omni as well. That would make sense. Yeah, I believe Omni's from here, and they're both on Sub Pop. Okay. Or were on Sub Pop. I think Arbor Labor Union's just back on Arrowhawk now. Nice. Because they put out an album this year that I haven't listened to yet. Oh, cool. Um, I haven't even but yeah, yet. Arbor, they've got a new one out. Um, so we'll just jump in with, I don't actually have a lot of notes because they are a local band. So there's not really a ton of research I can do other than I know that little bit of history that I gave you up sure. at the top yeah, yeah. Um, about Bo specifically. But uh, yeah, like I said, this is very jangly psych. Uh, the first, the reason I bought the album is because I really liked uh, Flowerhead, which was a single, I think, from it. And I heard that and I was like, this song fucking rips. I'll just buy the album. <laughs> the guys that's in the band i think he's one of the other guitarists um he uh works at kavarna the coffee okay. shop yeah, yeah. um which is a fantastic coffee shop by the way nice. uh, i don't know if he still works there but he was re- he was always super nice and he told me he was in the band so i checked it out and i was like this rips this is yeah. good shit <laughs> uh, and i believe Bo uh does their artwork too so if you like oh, cool. the art album art um you should, I really, like, I I want to get tattooed so much more by that dude. I, he, like, the experience getting my thing tattooed was a breeze. Like, it was awesome. I really appreciated it. Nice. Uh, what stood out to you the most? Did you have any specific uh, tracks here? Because Flowerhead was my, was my first uh, big pull, but I think on this list, and I have a different favorite. Yeah, Flowerhead was one. I mean, honestly, I liked pretty much all of them. Uh, the whole album's good, yeah. Big Face in the Sky. Cool. Give yep. Us the Light. And uh, the, I think it was the last song, Highway Loop, which is nice. a longer track, but it also kind of has that uh, sort of UK riffy guitar type of thing that I like in a lot of music and kind of, honestly, some of the riffs on this album sound like stuff that I've written or demoed out before. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it definitely sounds like it was a record sort of written for me. Hell so, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. And then my assumption was correct that you would dig it. Uh, you said give us light and I noted the baseline on that. I really fucked with it. Yeah. Um, other tracks that really stood out to me. Uh, I think lasso is a really good opening to the album, but I did want to point out, uh, riddle snake blues, which felt very like Kurt Viley in its pacing. And I dug that. It's one of the longer tracks on the album. Yeah. But I think what became my favorite on this go around was, uh, crushed by fear destroyer. Okay. Really, yeah, really fucked with too. that song. Yeah. That song was cool as hell. 
Um, I've still not seen them live. I know you haven't either. Next time they play, we should try to go. Definitely. Because it'd be yeah. sick as hell. Um, and they usually have pretty good, uh, they play with like pretty good bands. So I don't. Yeah. I mean, if they got that, uh, that marked men gig, that's pretty, it's pretty big. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, I think they're, they might be touring right now. Uh, I need to look that up at some point, but <clears throat> I know they were or are something along those lines, but they're playing in, uh, San Francisco on August 23rd. I think this might come out after that. But, ah, shoot. Well, yeah. you should have gone if you missed it. You scoundrel. <laughs> Uh, Arbor Labor Union, New Pedal Instance. They have a new album out this year, so check them out. Uh, they are a great local Atlanta jangly psych indie rock band of good boys. Yeah. I don't know if they're all boys. I just wanted to say good boys, so I have no idea. And yeah. then uh, do you have anything specific about the riffs or anything beyond? Not really. Just like I said, it's kind of uh, just feels like they just tapped into my brain on a lot of the riffs yeah. and stuff. So a lot of stuff that uh, I enjoyed and just speaking of just writing music in general, I think I've become, I've come to the point in my life where I realize it's okay to write music and enjoy the music that you write because you the just, only reason yeah. that you're doing it is because you want to hear it, to hear it. Yeah. 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 I've kind of gotten there with clot a little bit. Like when you seen will be like, is this cool? I'm like, I think it is. So yes, therefore it's cool. Yeah. Like let it just be, we think this is sick. Like <laughs> yeah. that's like kind of the whole reason to do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then like, obviously you can get into the meaning of things later, but sure. In the moment, no, that riff is fucking sick. <laughs> just <laughs> let it be a sick riff. Yeah. And that's why. It and ripped. they do that a lot here too, where they, a song will just they be let like, it ride. It'll yeah. just be one riff. Mm -hmm. Like there's two guitars, like one's doing a different thing, but yeah. one will just be doing the same thing through the whole song. And, and I fuck love with that. simplicity like that. Yeah. yeah. It's the best. And, uh, they have a couple like over seven minute songs. So, yeah. And they don't, they're just good. They just ride out. It's nice. Yeah. We're going back even further now. And I want to give a tiny disclaimer up front here for this next band. We already mentioned that we're doing arcade fire. And I don't want to get into the politics of cancel culture and all that shit. But inevitably on this show, because we're human, we are going to have some records in the collection that uh, may currently or in the past or in the future. Uh, as A perfect example, actually, on our Against Me episode, I was talking about anti-flag and the week. Oh, that's right. The yeah, week yeah, yeah. that that episode dropped, accusations came out about anti-flag. <laughs> yeah. So perfect example of past, present, future. Yeah, that's wild. We're going to be discussing things that can at some point be or some point were or are complicated in some form or fashion. And we're going to get there specifically with the band Brand New because I own a chunk of records by them. I've not listened to them since everything came out about them, but I'm not going to get rid of them. So therefore they will be listened to yeah. for the podcast. And I'm going to have to reckon with that when that happens. And today we're talking arcade fire, which doesn't have the same extent or same uh, level of allegations as uh, brand new in, in my opinion, but it is, it is worth noting that Randy and I have discussed uh, off air 
that we uh, don't believe necessarily in cancel culture. It's consequence yeah. culture, if you're going to call it anything. So uh, Win Butler of Arcade Fire is accused of more or less just being a shithead, more or less treating women as uh, sexual conquests and it's really shitty behavior and it's gross behavior, especially with wife and kids, whether the wife is cool with it or not, it's not good to use people and lie to people. Agreed. I don't know more beyond that. Uh, it's not my, it's not my pot to piss in. So uh, we are going to only dive into two of their records. Um, we have their first record funeral and their 2017 record. Everything now. Um, I just really wanted to note that we uh, stand with the with the accusers, um, stand with uh, anybody who's telling the truth, their truth about uh, their experience. And uh, if if that is what Win did, then that is really shitty. And I believe it just needs to be noted prior to diving into the work. So, with that being said, Randy. Uh, were you an Arcade Fire fan? Really? Not really at all. Yeah. Um, there was a... So, I mean, obviously they they were huge kind of back in the day in the indie scene and stuff. And there was a show that I used to listen to where I think... Th- or that I used to watch that I think they were referenced mm. okay. uh, back in the day as kind of a, maybe sort of as, as a joke for, you know, sad uh, indie guys in their teens and 20s. Heard. But I think the only song that I was ever really familiar with uh, that I was like aware was Arcade Fire is Wake Up. That makes sense. Because I think it's on like the Her soundtrack or something. And it's, it's in on... 300 commercials and yeah, yeah, Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that actually might be, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to that song because I have funny, I have funny feelings about it. Um, so that's this is Where the Wild Things Are. That's what that's it was. The, that's yeah, the yeah, movie, yeah. yeah. But they did music for the Her soundtrack, I think. Okay. I think. I may just be thinking where the wild. I heard came up when I searched Arcade Fire movie soundtrack. Okay, then yeah. That would make sense. That would check out. So released 2004 via Merge Records. Uh, We own a black 2017 pressing. Oh, I should say the, uh, there's nothing of note for the pressings that I have. The Anoni record I have is a promo copy. So that's probably why it was so cheap. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. The Antlers record is a uh, 2009 pressing. And they did do a reissue, so I have a I have a earlier one, um, and the uh, um, Arbor Labor Union record is just, and they're all black. They're just all black records. Uh, Funeral is black as well, and uh, 2017 pressing. It opens with Neighborhood Number One Tunnels, and I gotta say, I'm just gonna spoil it right now. That's my favorite song in the record. Okay. Yeah. I listened to this whole ass thing looking for another favorite. I was like, nah, that's it. <laughs> it blew its load immediately for me. <laughs> I, I would, I would definitely call myself a past fan of arcade fire. I would not say that the allegations made me not a fan, but I was already kind of not listening to them. I didn't sure. care about the new album that came out this year. Like I just, it, I was, I'd moved on from them. Yeah. But I was a big neon Bible guy. Okay. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. after funeral, uh, before the suburbs neon Bible was my shit and I don't own it. So that's why we're not covering it. 
But funeral was never really my thing. We own it because that's one of Hannah's favorites. Ah, uh, interesting. Um, so she feels complicated more so than I do because of her a more close association with the record. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but neighborhood number one tunnels, I think, is a great opening track and just probably my favorite and coolest track on the record. Um, I didn't really have much of note for the second neighborhood track, um, Leica, and uh, say the French thing. Say say the French title, Randy. Un and sans lumière. I knew lumière, but that's it. Something without light. But yeah. Um, and I wrote for that song. I was, I was like, oh yeah, I know this album pretty well. And then on that song I wrote, I don't know this album as well as I thought. And I'm finding that a lot with this journey that we're going through. It's just yeah. like, I thought I knew this album real well. And I guess I don't. Um, uh, I wrote that I'm liking the lyrics. And then I second guess because people are complicated. And this situation's weird. <laughs> So Funeral, thankfully, didn't really make me feel all that icky. There was like a couple lines here and there where I was just, I had to remember how young they were when this came out. And it's pretty separated from like what was going on. Um, So I was able to listen to it pretty, pretty cleanly and just take it for what it is. Um, What stood out to you about it in particular? This might be uh, my hot take, which you don't agree with, but. I think the A side of this album is boring and I liked the B side a little more. Damn. Yeah, I I do. Uh, I think I prefer the A side of this album. Okay, it's probably side. for me, it's just because Wake Up is when I start to notice a song, you know? Fair, completely fair. And right. I will, okay, so this is what I said for Wake Up because I know that song too well. Sure. Uh, I wrote, Wake Up is good. I really like the verses, the vocal melody specifically. But the group vocal feels a bit hokey these days. It works better as the song goes on, but at the beginning, I don't like it. It is infectious, though. I, I hate how it ends. Uh, it, yeah. it doesn't feel right. I hate, hate when he yells, you better look out below as okay. the last yeah. line, and then it just ends. Yeah, there's parts of that song, although I do like the song, there are parts where I find it cheesy or a little too... Just something. Too, yeah. yeah too the verses. I really like the verses though. I really like his Same. cadence and like how he's singing it and the music behind the chug. Like that feels good. Like that, that <laughs> feels good to my body. Feels good, man. Feels good, man. Uh, I never, I don't think I saw that whole documentary. That's good. Uh, yeah. Good, man. Also depressing, but good. That's the Pepe one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got to check I think that Arthur out. Jones uh, is the original artist of Pepe, who oh, okay. is just a, just a stoner guy. Stoner yeah. guy, just making a goofy ass comic. But. Got taken over by the alt right. Uh, what else did this outside? So you have the second uh, side of the album. Um, Rebellion is a cool song. That's a, Yeah, that's the other song that I really okay. enjoyed. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Rebellion's cool. And I think uh, In the Backseat is a very strong ending um mm-hmm. i really like i don't know how to pronounce her name uh i can show it to you yeah and i've i've seen it i wrote it down somewhere i think yeah i don't know how to pronounce her name i'm not gonna try i'm i'm so embarrassed by how i can't speak like a regime regime i'm not gonna try to say her last name but uh i really love her voice on this song and i think yeah. it's a really really good ending to the album uh but for me yeah neighborhood number one tunnels is is what does it for me. That's uh, that's what gets me going. Gets my goat, you know. 
And would you say Rebellion or Wake Up is probably what gets your interest the most? Yeah, probably those two. That checks out. I did write for Crown of Love that uh, that's the part of the album that I zoned out hard during. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, but I, I, it may have been because the first half is a little sleepier, so I got like lulled, and yeah. then like I, it picked back up at Wake Up. Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about Arcade Fire, really, because um, they've never been a favorite. Uh, I have more to say about everything now, actually, which is odd, because it's kind of like their most hated album, I think. Huh. Um, it's quite different than Funeral. Yeah. Uh, the ABBA influence is apparent in a lot of places. Nice. Um, this is from 2017 via uh, Sonovox, Sonovox Records. Uh, mine is an electric blue clear pressing. Um, it opens with like a little intro and then goes into the title track, Everything Now, which I think is great. I love the piano on it. This is very Abba-y. Uh, very catchy, cool-ass song, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I like it quite a bit. Then we go into Signs of Life, which I don't really like. And we're that's about to be the pattern of this album. <laughs> Is me being like, wow, I really thought I liked this album a lot. And I don't. And it's now quite a bit tainted for me. Sure. Because everything that has come out would have been happening around this time. Okay. For sure. Yeah, and yeah. And presently type of deal. So the reason I bought this album back in the day was because of the song Creature Comforts. Yep. And loved this song. And honestly, I still like this song quite a bit, but my Same. feelings on it have changed because of the lyrics of this self-deprecating woman killing herself to their music. And I'm just like, you self-important asshole. <laughs> like you're writing songs about girls so in love with you and so desperate that they're killing themselves to your songs. Yeah. That bugs me. I I assume that's what you were referencing earlier. Yeah, uh, when we were talking. But yeah, I I had heard the song before, and I think I just it's a good song. Didn't know it was Arcade Fire until I was listening to it uh, on this listen. But it's a very catchy song. It's a very catchy song, and I I do I do still like it. I don't think it's my. I do think everything now has become my title track, or the title track has become my standout track. Yeah. Um, but musically. Creature Comforts is probably my favorite. Um, it just bummed, the lyrics bummed me out. And that's kind of, this album just bummed me out in a really big way. And I've always fucking hated Peter Pan. Okay, yeah. Hannah and I both fuck Peter Pan. We don't fuck with Peter Pan. <laughs> Bad song, don't like it. And that's all I wrote for it. Um, and the Pitchfork review for this album is very kind of funny. They hated it. And they nice. loved Arcade Fire. They gave them three best new musics. Jeez. For Funeral, for Neon Bible. No, four. For Funeral, Neon Bible, Suburbs, and Reflector. Huh. All got best new music. And then this album got like a 5.4. <laughs> and they said of Peter Pan, never mind that the record falls off a cliff with the painful dub synth disaster Peter Pan, a song so starchy and grooveless, it seems impossible they could write anything worse. Never mind that they do something worse with chemistry. The sound of Billy Squire pouring warm milk over the concept of reggae. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like chemistry either. You and me, we got chemistry. Yeah, like there yeah. is no chemistry happening in this song 
what so fucking ever. Um, I also, and yeah, I'm just going to go through cause I, there's a lot I didn't like. Oh, I actually I'm did write a note on chemistry as well that I, uh, didn't enjoy it and sounds too polished and it feels like a gap or old Navy commercial. Yeah. It's so fucking like who, a committee wrote this song. Like what the hell yeah. is this? And that's kind of where I ended up is reading that pitchfork review. They used, I'll, I'll read a quote for uh, the next song, infinite content. They said, for a band who discovered themselves in sincerity, they are thoroughly lost when they bet it all on cynicism. The word cynicism is what stuck with me. This is an incredibly cynical album, in my opinion. Like, they don't give a fuck is how it feels, and they don't give a fuck about not giving a fuck. (laughs) Because they have two songs called Infinite Content where the lyrics are infinite content, infinite content, infinitely content. Yeah. Two of them one's, on this record. One's punky and then one's, one's slower. Not. And, and honestly, back to back, right? They're not terrible, like musically or vocally, but yeah. lyrically, there's literally nothing there. And I know that's the point. <laughs> but like at a certain point, you're also feeding your audience shit. Yeah. And I think I was mad at the Pitchfork review when it came out because I loved Creature Comfort so much that I was sold that the rest of the album was good except for Peter Pan and Chemistry. <laughs> but it's not. It's just not. Uh, Put Your Money on Me is good. I think that's a pretty cool song just for its driving, but it's so repetitive at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I re- it, it just feels like an ABBA song. So all the ABBA songs work for me on here, sure. honestly. Good Goddamn uh, bothers me because it's like the response to Creature Comforts. So it's that same girl who's trying to kill herself. Huh. <sighs> yeah. Um, I thought We Don't Deserve Love is good. Um, that had the lyric, uh, uh, you don't want to talk, you don't want to touch, you don't want to watch TV. Uh, you say, I can't see the forest through the trees. So burn it all down and bring the ashes to me. And lyrically very strong line and vocal delivery is very good. Honestly, I would probably say we don't deserve love might be my standout track on here because I really like the vocal delivery on it. Um, oh God, right. from genius they wrote uh using the biblical story of mary of how mary i don't want to read this whole i'm not going to do this no fuck genius i'm deleting this so i don't even look at it again (laughs) i I wrote it because it it was like over praise for the album and i thought it was funny but i don't want to i don't want to give them the light of day uh overall this album really didn't do much for me um uh put your money on me did have uh the line (laughs) that I hated, which is, uh, when Silicon Valley's melted back into Silicon, we'll find a way to survive. (laughs) I just wrote barf next to that. It, this is also an example of really heavy handed, very on the nose songwriting, uh, through a kind of disco punk lens. Sure. Yeah. And I think they kind of did the disco dancey thing more with reflector, but I didn't listen to that album. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, we have reached a spot, Randy, that I knew we would eventually get to, but we, I have pulled a record from the collection and it has entered the two cell pile and it is arcade fires. Everything now. Nice. Funeral won't leave. I personally probably would have gotten rid of it, uh, but it's, I bought it, but I bought it for Hannah. So I'm not going to get rid of it because she doesn't want to. So, but I bought everything now and I very quickly convinced her that it was fine to get rid of because I said, when are we going to listen to it again? There's three good songs on it. That's my thought too, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. 
And honestly, some of the stuff that I maybe like most is the the intro and then the very last song, no, which is just the intro again. Yeah, That's just like the most interesting it's cool stuff. It's yeah. yeah. If they went more lo-fi beats like that, I'm I'm about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, no, this is this is this ain't it. This yeah. ain't doing it. And Creature, Creature Comfort is a good jam, but it is a cool ass song. Yeah. And it bothers me that lyrically it now makes me feel the ick, but I can't, I can't help it. Also, I guess the ick is a cool like thing to say. Like that's what the young ones say. Yeah. I've been hearing about it. Yeah. I've been hearing about it. I've been trying it out and it seems to be working pretty well, I think. So on that note, Randy, we did it. We made it through another five albums. How are you feeling? Good. Uh, definitely going to listen to Arbor Labor Union again and uh, check out their new album and yeah. uh, see them live when they're playing here again. Nice. Um, would maybe check out the Antlers album again. If listen I to their other stuff as sure. well. Their other stuff is a little bit more varied, but I think they there's an album by them. The I think it's the album after this one that I think you would like quite a bit. Cool. Um, yeah, I think it's the one after. I'll have to look it up and show you the cover. Um, but I wanted to do something that we I don't think we've done quite yet and I think would be neat is outside of this, Randy, what else have you been listening to this week? Anything? Uh, sure, yeah. Actually, a new album that just uh, released this week as we're recording. Um, she is from Oakland. Her name's Madeline Kenny. I have two of her records and I'm planning on getting the new one called a new reality mind uh good singer songwriter poppy synthy electronic uh she has great vocals um good lyrics and stuff and she actually has worked with um this artist called ao gerber from um the la area who i know olivia who is ao gerber and i know um their drummer and guitarist i used to play uh go on tour with their other bands and stuff. Uh, but her new, new record is very, very good. Um, digging it a lot so far. Nice. Um, I think that's kind of about it. I've been listening to that new sparks album. A good, a Oh good word. I still haven't checked that out. I need yeah. to sit with that. It's, it's good stuff. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of about it. I don't think I've really been listening to much new stuff. I did check out the new Mutoid Man came out today. By the time this comes out, it'll be like a month later. But uh, nice. and it was good. I'm uh, I'm such into one of their the album before this one that this nothing's going to top it. Um, but outside of that, I've been listening to big riffs. Okay, a lot of quicksand, nice. a lot of hum, Sweet. a lot of drug church, and fucking military gun. Cool. Uh, who else? Oh, I'm go- I got tickets. This is complete jump. I got tickets to see Cannibal Corpse, so I'm really excited for that. That's nice. coming up in October with uh, Blood Incantation, Gore Guts, and uh, Mayhem. Huh. Be my first te- black metal show, technically. Oh, cool. Because I'm not counting Death Heaven. Sure. Because yeah, Mayhem's yeah. like true black metal, I think, technically. Huh. So, yeah. Been listening to, I, I made a Jim Jams playlist. Nice. What you got on there? Dude, so much stuff. But I've I've realized I need to edit it and take out the majority of the songs uh over like two and a half minutes. <laughs> I only want short songs on it. Yeah. It's a lot easier to when you're running and you look down and be like, Oh, there's forty five seconds left. I can just run for another forty five seconds. And then the sure. next song's a minute and you're like, Oh, I can run for another minute. 
Like it's very nice to do. That, that's how my fucked up brain works, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see a four and a half minute long song pop up. I'm like, I can't do that right now. I'm exhausted. But yeah. a two minute long song, I can run for another two minutes. Yeah, no, I I feel that. And uh, a lot of times, I will just put on a podcast when I go on a jog or a walk. And in theory, I feel like that should work because it could like take yes. your mind away. But literally, last time I went on a jog, I felt like I, you know had good, good timing and everything. I just put on the new Queens of the Stone Age album. Oh, yeah. And just, I don't love it compared to the rest of their yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. But it's got, it's got riffs and it's very driving and fun. And uh, that, yeah. That sounds like a good running album for sure. Yeah. I think, I, I think I need the music. I think, you know, if you're listening to a podcast, you might be getting a little too heady sometimes too. 100%. So I think I, I just need, need something to really distract me. That's the main reason I do music at the gym. I always usually start with a podcast here's my gym regimen. So I, I always do uh, stairs first and that's just my warm up. Like I do 15 minutes on the stairs uh, depending on the day, de- depends on the intensity of how fast it's going. Yeah. Um, but I do 15 minutes on there and I usually spend about half of that listening to whatever podcast I was listening to on the way to the gym. And then at a certain point, usually when I start to feel a little bit of a sweat is when I switch to music and then the rest of the gym time is nice. is the playlist. Yeah, yeah. But Spotify sucks. So they, they're like, oh, you listen to this whole song. We're going to make your shuffle playlist only play that artist now. <laughs> I'm like, stop playing nails. Like, I love this band, but I want, I made a fucking like eight hour long playlist for a goddamn reason. <laughs> oh my God. It's driving me nuts. Yeah. But if anybody wants it, uh, it's a public playlist. You can find <laughs> you can find Jim Jams wherever you are. <laughs> nice on Spotify. Also, another song that I've been listening to a lot that I don't listen to this artist or know much about them, although they're you know very well known. It's actually a cover uh, that Art Art Garfunkel does of the song called "Waters of March." Interesting. It's a really good song. Uh, I think it was like a Brazilian. When the hell did or that come out? Long time ago. Okay, yeah. Um, but uh, it was in a movie. It was in uh, the worst person in the world. Oh, okay. Heard. Uh, which I really like that movie. I think it's in towards the end of that movie, and I like, I had liked it on Spotify a long time ago after seeing that movie, and I just been listening to it a lot. It's a uh, it's a really good track. Hell yeah, I need to check that out. I do like uh, old Simon and Garfunkel stuff. So I've always been more of a Paul Simon guy, as most are. So I'm very curious of this. Yeah. I know you said you weren't familiar with his other stuff, really, but. Yeah, I tried listening to a couple of his other songs and I'm like, I don't think I'm a, a Garfunkel guy. <laughs> yeah, I it's like, I think this is an outlier. <laughs> Just And it's a cover nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. All right, cool. Yeah, so that's, uh, I think it's fun to see what else we're doing. So yeah, yeah. so to say, I'll name some bands from that playlist because I didn't, there's like God's Hate, Dead in the Dirt, Cannibal Corpse. Uh, Cannibal Corpse has songs under four minutes. You you wouldn't You <laughs> nice. wouldn't think, but they do. Uh, cattle decaps in there. Uh, fucking a lot of hardcore, a lot of grindcore. That's kind of the vibe for for the Jim J. Nice. My big riffs one has all those bands that I said already. So with that, we're still in my collection, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, we're still in the A's. I won't do the whole A hole B hole thing like <laughs> I just did anyway. Um, this one I'm actually very looking forward to because this is a very heavy, heavy leaning episode with one more spacey album in there so it kind of works anyway um coming up we've got for next week two count them two albums by the tech death the technical death metal band artificial brain 
That's how his vocals are. Uh, their albums, Infrared Horizon, and their self-titled 2022 album. Both of those are on clear vinyl. Then we've got A Seethe, Hopes of Failure, which uh, we got to play with technically. Technically. Was it a festival or something? It was a festival and we didn't play the same day. Got it. So yeah. same, same, same poster. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I've same stage, same poster, different oh, nice. days. Same stage. That's cool. Yeah. So they I've technically played. Well, there was only one stage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say I've technically played uh, the same festival as uh, Joyce Manor, Dan ah, Deacon, and there you go. a bunch of other big bands. But the, yeah, those are much smaller venues. This is that Thou show that we played. So that was, okay, that yeah, was yeah. night one. We played, we actually played with Thou. And then night two, uh, a seethe was playing. They were like, there were like six bands. And I think they played fourth. And then there were two bands after them. Nice. Yeah. So it was a good time. They were, they were great and very nice people. But yeah, a seethe, uh, hopes of failure. Then we've got Atlas Sound Parallax. Are you familiar with this? No. So Atlas Sound is the uh, side project of Bradford Cox of Deer Hunter. Okay. So the vocalist of Deer Hunter, this is uh, their side stuff. And it's uh, it's good stuff. I like Atlas Sound quite a bit. Cool. They've got more albums. This is not the one that I love. This is the one Hannah loves. I need to get the one that I like a lot. I just, I've come across it a couple of times and I'm an idiot and I've just never picked <laughs> it up. And then finally, we've got Arthur, Arthur, <laughs> Author and Punisher, Beastland. Now, this is also interesting because this is more of like industrial metal, um, kind of like Nine Inch Nailsy, but it goes heavier than that. Sweet. Um, but this guy builds all of his own instruments. Oh, cool. He's, he's an electrical engineer. So he creates these like giant, like kind of like mech looking fucking thing. Like he's uh, like yeah, yeah, punching yeah. shit to make it like make the noise it looks like. Yeah. It's crazy cool shit. So I'm really excited because I have been in more of a heavy realm in my listening yeah. outside of the pod and now we're finally getting a chunk of uh aggression baby and then uh next week or the following week after that we'll we will be wrapping things up so we might do a hybrid episode of going the end of mine into yours okay we might yeah. have to rearrange some things Let's mine do it. as well but yeah that's what we got coming up randy where can they email us yeah, you can email us at thevinylfloratl at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, you know, same old stuff. Listen to uh, listen to Christian's band clot. Listen well, to uh, my demos, opinions.bandcamp.com. Good shit. Yeah. We, got, we got plenty of stuff happening. I'm on tour right now. Support me on tour right now. I'm in the Southeast. Look us up, Clot Noise, everywhere. And look up Randy, opinions. One day he'll be on tour again and he'll be kissing the road, baby. He misses it. You got to get on the road, Randy. One of these days. No, do it tomorrow. You don't know. Tomorrow's not promised. Sure. Yeah, I'll quit my job now. Okay, yeah, let's quit our jobs. On that note, we will talk to you next week.